And now, from the Diamond to the Dugout, it's the Twins Nation Podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's your host. Nation, Joe and uh, Matt back with you this week. How's Matt doing? Um, doing pretty good. Um, had my first follow-up on, oh, was it Tuesday? Or no, Thursday, I'm sorry. All okay. my days are running together right now. <laughs> they do that when you don't have anything yeah, to do. <laughs> exactly. So I had my first follow-up Thursday. Everything's looking good. Um, recovery looks really good. And it sounds like I can go back to work on light duty on Monday. So okay. I'm excited for that because I am tired of sitting at home and doing nothing. <laughs> huh. It always sounds better than it is, doesn't it? It does, but there's <laughs> only so much I can do. So usually if I was stuck at home, you know, I want my guy, I'd like to be outside, mow the yard, do, you know, do some outside stuff. And, okay, you know, I can't do any of that. So it's, you know, so it was really boring for me to sit there and <laughs> spend a lot of time on, you know, my computer, you know, try and watch TV. And it's just, it was just. It was boring. (laughs) I'm ready to go back to work. Okay, cool. And I know my wife is too, so. (laughs) Get out of my house. (laughs) Hopefully not. Uh, No. (laughs) That's that's good. Well, I'm glad. Yeah, she just knows I'm chomping at the bit, so that makes it harder for her, so. (laughs) Yeah. She doesn't want to see you miserable. That's good. That's good. So, I'm glad... Glad you get to. So does that mean like you do a half a day then tomorrow or something? No. What it will mean is is I will still do a route, but okay. it'll be lighter stuff because I can't oh. my I can't lift more than thirty pounds. So you can't lift more than thirty pounds right now. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So let let's let's talk about our team here. Still. Uh, Nothing really changed this week, folks. <laughs> uh, we went we went three and three, beat the bad team, lost badly to the good team that we played this week. Um, so they, as we told you, we played. We were going to play the Royals and the Orioles this week, and Twins uh, swept the Royals. In three games, and then just got swept by the Orioles in three games. Um, so that leaves them at uh, 45 and 46, and in second place by, I believe, a half a game. And uh, we are officially at the All Star break. Um, so, uh, Twins, everybody basically has this week off um, until Friday. And uh, then the Twins will resume play in Oakland this weekend. Um, 
So that's kind of maybe you want to even call that an extended all-star break. Ha! No. Sorry, Ace fans. That's mean. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know. <laughs> After the way this ended, I don't know if this, how well this team – I mean, they could be – they might definitely be in the same ballpark as Oakland or maybe slightly better, but – Oh, yeah, it was, you know, well, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking short term. Yeah, I know it, uh, it wasn't, wasn't, I mean, the same problems they've had all year just keep being that way. Uh, good pitching and no hitting, um, you know, the numbers from this, I mean, excluding Today the pitching wasn't wasn't great, um, but uh, the uh, I think I mean this this weekend you know the numbers against the Orioles aren't gonna look good, but and today they they weren't good at all. But uh, Saturday uh, I'll just mention that you know they lost six to two or yeah. Uh, right? No, yeah, six to yeah, two. Six to two. And the Orioles scored all six of their runs in the second inning. And it was one of those innings where everything they didn't really hit anything hard. Everything was just dropping in or finding a hole for the whole inning. And then also Sonny Gray, he pitched that game and he uh had some control issues and walked two guys with the bases loaded in a row. Um which is something I've never seen him do. Um, I don't know how many guys I've ever seen do that, um, whoever they are. Um, so it was just just you, yucky to watch that, that inning. Yeah, so. yeah. You know, and you kind of look back at you. If you look at all these games and look at where Baltimore scored all their runs, they really – did all their damage in like four innings. Yep. You know, they did the two runs in the 10th, you know, in the loss on Friday, Saturday, you said was the six runs in the second. Mm-hmm. And then obviously today was the, was it the fifth and sixth or the sixth and seventh? One of those two where they gave up 13 runs Yeah, and you know, just those two innings alone. I mean, that's where, you know, a lot of their, the damage, you know, came from. So, I mean, it's, you know, I don't know, I don't know how you want to put it, but I mean, you know, if you take, wipe out those four innings, I mean, it probably would have been a lot closer. Yeah, definitely. And I, I mean, the way we hit it, though, it wouldn't have, I don't, I mean, wouldn't have mattered much when you only score a couple of runs a game. All they have to do is score three. <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh that's just how it's gonna go and uh yeah so it's um just the way it goes and it's it was pretty sad um today's game was pretty weird in the i thought in that joe ryan you know he couldn't have started out more dominant than he did but uh, then, because he was it the did he 
did I hear right? Was the first eight guys he faced? Mm, he must have. Because he had ten strikeouts, but he only lasted four and two thirds innings because he threw ninety eight pitches in that time, um, and that can be the one problem with having a guy who strikes out a lot of guys is sometimes it can take a lot of pitches to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's rare for him uh, to take that many pitches, um, and when even though they didn't hit a get a lot of hits out of off of him, but it, the ones they did uh, were like home runs and stuff. So he gave up yeah. like three runs. So yeah, between Ryan Sands and Moran in yeah. a total of five innings, mm-hmm. they gave up twelve hits, five home runs, walked four. Um, and had a and had eleven earned runs. So, yeah, that was those three right there. That's obviously were those three innings. There are those two innings where you know they scored all them runs. Really, that really hurt us. So today, yeah, it was that was bad. Um, they they took they did dominate the uh, the Royals like they were they should. Uh, they. Uh, so in uh, we'll go back to that series in Monday's game. Joe Ryan pitched that game. He in he lasted six innings and uh, uh, gave up a couple of runs. And uh, he uh, reached a season high uh, in swings and misses in that in that game. Uh, he got 21 swings and misses in that uh, game against the Royals. Um, mm. And uh, um, then uh, highlight for that, other highlights that I picked out of that, of course, uh, Edward Julian hit a hit a nice home run and a pinch hit appearance in the eighth inning. Uh, Michael A. Taylor uh, made a Byron Buxton-like catch, uh, um, and he uh, pulled off a safety squeeze uh, late in that game. Uh, beautiful bunt. Uh, he's done that a few times this year. He's maybe the one guy on this team that can bunt. <laughs> um, and uh, Carlos Correa had a good night for once. He had uh, he had four hits. Uh, unfortunately, he hasn't really uh, thought. Maybe I thought maybe that would help him take off on a terror, but it really didn't. Um, no, it didn't. And actually, I kind of like that decision of batting him in the leadoff. You know, I do. Yeah, they. Um, they they I guess decided. I don't know, this, did they? They decided. Was it? Was it? Last weekend or just this week? They decided that he's the leadoff hitter now. Oh, I have no idea. I just saw that on Friday night. That or yeah. no, not Friday. Whatever night that was. Gosh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, whichever day it was. <laughs> like I said, every day's been a weekend for me. Sure. Um, no, when I watched the, I did watch that game, and you know, like I said, when I saw him batting, you know, lead off, I thought, you know, that would be a pretty good, you know, good idea. I got to try something, and you know, and well, you know, it was a little bit of a spark out of him in that position, and I guess I don't know if he batted in that position the rest of the series or if they moved him around or what they did. He's batted lead off. I think since 
the Brave series ended. Um, so he's batted leadoff every game that he's played since then. Um, and I, I like the idea too because um, just get him more more bats. Um, maybe that'll help him uh, get out of his season long slump. And uh, mm-hmm. I thought it would work. Uh, I thought it was working really well on Monday, but it uh, he hasn't really stayed hot. Uh, the rest of this week, he wasn't really burning up anything. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I didn't write anything else down for him other than that game, so he must not have did anything really too spectacular. No, unfortunately not. Um, Byron Buxton, uh, I only wrote this down because we got in our discussion uh, last week about how many sacrifice flies Joey Gallo has in his career. Because you <laughs> mentioned he only had three. And uh, Byron Buxton almost tied him in one game. <laughs> he had two <laughs> on Monday. <laughs> and uh... <laughs> Yeah, so I was going to say, we better not ever have a Buxton-Gallo debate on who's better and who's worse. (laughs) I hope, I I mean, if we did, wow. Um, Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes there's some knothead fans out there that like to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So, yeah, uh, I just thought that was funny. Uh, Because... just thought that was fine. All right. And then on uh, Tuesday, uh, got some of the power, got to see some power like from our team. We got Kepler, Buxton, and Solano all went deep. Um, Buxton and Solano each had three hits that night. Maeda went a solid seven innings. Uh, one earned run and nine strikeouts um, in a nine to three win. And then uh, Wednesday, just to uh, finish off the sweep, uh, they won five to nothing. And uh, for the second time in about a week, they had a complete game shutout by a pitcher, this time Pablo Lopez. Um, so after going in about over five years without one, they have. Two within the span of a week. <laughs> yeah. So, no, that's, that's weird how that worked out. It's good because, you know, like we mentioned last week, we kind of thought, you know, I kind of thought personally, I don't know how you thought about on the, or what your opinion was, but I kind of, in my own, my own opinion, I figured, you know, or I thought that the uh, pitching, starting pitching kind of took a little bit of a step back from, you know, on you know how they were performing on the field and you know now this week they're kind of right back up to top notch you know with a couple of complete games being pitched so Mm -hmm. and then of course you know a seven inning game by you know Maeda which you know I don't know if anybody saw that coming you know him you know being right on like he is coming back from his injury you know because we wouldn't know if it was be something where you're going to have to ease them in a little bit, give them four or five innings, and then piggyback with some long reliever or, you know, 
we didn't know what the situation is, but no, so far the pitching since then has been, I've been pretty happy with it other than obviously today. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Uh, I hate to say to take the results with a grain of salt because all of that happened with the competition being the Kansas city Royals who are not good. Um, but, uh, because it was quite different against the Orioles, who are who are quite good. Um, so uh, I don't know how much can't know how much different it would have been had those guys faced the uh, the Orioles. You know, a Lopez and uh, uh, well, I guess Ryan did have to face the Orioles, and it wasn't it wasn't that pretty. Um, but, uh, but yeah, um, so then, then this weekend we already discussed that wasn't very good against the Orioles. Uh, looked like they might have, uh, had, be headed for a win on Friday night though, but, uh, Byron Buxton got Byron Buxton. <laughs> he, he had an absolute, <laughs> he had a home run robbed from him on a spectacular play by, uh, Orioles center fielder uh, Cedric Mullins, a three-run shot, and uh, I don't know if you watched that or have seen it. Uh, um, I heard about it, and I heard it was well. I heard all I saw was Cedric Mullins rob home run, and I'm like, yeah. oh, good, because I got him in a couple of my online leagues, and I look, and it's like, oh yeah, that's right, he robbed Buxton. It's like crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> So you're kind of forgot your league they were counts uh, defense, huh? Mm, I think so. <laughs> I would have okay. to look because yeah, he uh, he robbed him, and then it was just kind of a funny exchange where Buxton's standing, you know, gets to first base, kind of jogging because he thinks he got it, you know. And then he sees oh yeah, sees this guy. Rob him, and he just stands there in disbelief, like, are you kidding me? Because <laughs> I think it's uh, like the third or third or fourth time that's happened to him recently where guys robbed him of a hit or a home run. Mm. And then uh, he's looking at Cedric Mullins, and then Mullins gives him a little smile and a nod of the head, like, yeah, I just did that to you. <laughs> Yeah, he's Mullins is pretty good. He's a he's definitely one of the Baltimore's better players that have come up through the farm system. So, yeah, yeah, uh, and yeah, they've they've got a lot of homegrown players, which is always nice to see that they didn't have to, uh, you know, spend too big to to make a team. Uh, mm. It's always nice. Um, they might have to spend pretty big to keep them around. <laughs> oh yeah, eventually in time they will. And you know, they actually did with Russian. So. Yeah, I was gonna say that you know, and I wouldn't be surprised if they start if they maybe trade a few of them pieces either. So I'm sure they will, but have to. Um, yeah, can't keep everybody. Uh, even no. the Yankees can't. Um, so. Um, so that brings us to we're at the all-star break now. And like I said, uh, twins now 
Uh, I think, or does everybody, I think everybody has day off, days off until Friday. Uh, Twins will have actually, we said last week they were going to have one guy in the All-Star game, but uh, as of yesterday, there's actually going to be two now. The, Pablo Lopez is uh, named as a replacement for somebody who who can't participate in the All-Star game. Uh, so so he's he's going to go to Seattle for the All-Star game along with uh, Sonny Gray. So that was a nice year. And, and I would guess if uh, Joe Ryan hadn't had to pitch today, he maybe it would have been him or or – Maybe he would have got named somewhere for a replacement, but he wouldn't be able to pitch anyway because he just pitched today. So, um, so it's too bad because if he has a bonus in his contract for making an all-star uh, selection, he's not going to get it. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. So that's, I would imagine that had something to do with him not being named because. I think he certainly deserved it. Yeah. Oh, if yeah, there was most any definitely. So. There's always yeah. people who get left off, but that's only because, uh, well, there's a couple reasons that it could be because fans get to vote, and they a lot of times will vote for who they like and not necessarily who deserves it. And, uh, and uh, then... can only have so many guys on a on a team uh yeah i was gonna say just ask uh detroit pitcher uh mike lorenzen (laughs) he he can't believe he made the all-star team just by the votes (laughs) yeah he's got a 421 era and i don't know what the rest of his numbers are but i know he's he's got him you know low to mid fours eras oh (laughs) <laughs> I just well, that, he, yeah. Let's see. That's probably also the other rule is everybody has to have a guy. Every yeah. team has to have a guy that goes. I'm guessing he's the only tiger that's going. Yeah, because if I'm sure if you look at the rest of their team, um, as far as hitting wise, I don't think there's really anybody that really shines any lights. I guess. No. I think everybody's. Everybody's pretty much, pretty much batting well below their their normal over there. So like they were last year. Yeah, exactly. They they they're just not a good not a good team. Uh, so um, so and then today, uh, actually, while we're doing this, the uh, the MLB draft is going on. Um, and right before the uh, the uh, we started here, Twins made their first first uh, selection in the draft. And it's an outfielder by the name of Walker Jenkins, who's a high schooler out of North Carolina. And uh, I apologize, I don't follow college or high school baseball, so I know nothing. <laughs> uh, I just I've seen. Uh, things on Twitter real quick that people are praising the Twins pick. Um, sounds like a lot of people think that was a steal uh, for them to get him at that spot. Uh, so let's hope that's correct. 
I just had seen uh, old old twin uh, Doug Minkiewicz was ecstatic for the Twins to get him. So, uh, yeah, much like I you, know. I really don't follow the uh, college baseball um, or high school. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it, it's hard to know what some of these guys can do. And, and you really, and that's the thing, you ain't going to really know anything much about these prospects until they are, you know, within, you know, playing in the organization, whether they're starting out in double A or starting out in, in any of the single A clubs, you know, and then mm-hmm. they kind of tell you, you know, and then you kind of find out more about them as they progress, you know, through their young career. So, I mean, it's, you know, cause I, I like to think I kind of follow the minors a little closer than others. So yeah, once they get here, yeah. then I'll follow them, see what they, yeah. You know, yeah. You know, like, uh, the guy from last year, he's, who's in double A already. Um, and his name just went out of my brain. Mm. Uh, shortstop Brooks, uh, Brooks Lee, Brooks Lee, you know, he's, uh, he's already in double A and I'm sure there's people out there who probably think he should be in triple A already. Um, I don't know. I, um, but he, he's rapidly going through the minor league system. So it looks like twins did make a smart pick there too. Um, so yeah, we'll see. looks like he's a left-handed hitter, which, uh, now anytime they do that, I'm like, we have enough, don't we? <laughs> like, isn't that the problem that all our outfielders hit left-handed? Sometimes. <laughs> I mean, that's the problem right now. That's keeping, uh, uh, like, your Matt Walners and your uh, um, uh, Trevor Larnix down in the minors is that he they're both left-handed, and we already have uh, Gallo and uh, um, Kepler up here. Um, and, of course, the great debate is, and uh, will continue to be, why are those two up on the Twins or even have a job? <laughs> uh, yeah. And, I mean, uh, yeah, we can we can sit and beat that conversation to, you know, yeah. beat it like a dead horse. But... And we have. <laughs> Everybody has um, that follows the Twins. Um, so, uh, I guess, like... Like they say, um, the All-Star break is the unofficial end of the first half of the season. In reality, more more than half the season is gone now. Um, and uh, but um, so, but this is the All-Star break. It's when a lot of people are, look back and uh, teams make evaluations if. Changes need to be made in the next this next week before they resume play. Uh, you know the uh, we like to see you know kind of review what's gone on the first half and uh, maybe evaluate what they what you'd like to see going forward. Uh, so I guess I kind of was thinking about doing that tonight here. Um, I think we both can agree that the first half was uh, kind of aggravating. 
<laughs> you know, they would show signs of being a really good team, and then at the same time, or just a couple days later, they they'd look terrible, and that was the theme all through the first half. Um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. And most, and I mean, basically none of it can be blamed on the starting pitching. It's all about the hitting and the occasional uh, bullpen blow up. Um, is what I'm seeing. I mean, yeah, I agree with that. Um, <laughs> and we knew, we kind of knew that this hitting, the hitting was going to be something to be left desire. I mean, you know, when we did our interview with John, you know, he even mentioned it at the beginning of the season that the, the hitting could be a weakness because of, you know, we had a lot of swing and miss type players. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and it's, you know, the starting pitching, I believe is what has kept us, you know, mostly in all these games, you know, mm-hmm. especially the close ones and the ones where we're not, where the, uh, where the, you know, the hitters are not producing any runs and, right. you know, and for the most part, you know, the relief pitch, you know, the relief pitching has been great. I, you know, yeah, we've had some injuries, but, you know, and we've also had to rely on guys who, you know, some of them, you know, have had kind of came out of nowhere and had to fill in a role, you know, in this bullpen to try and keep this team above, you know, above full water and Mm -hmm. you know and and some of them have lived up to it and you know some of them you know sometimes we you know they've you know they've sometimes they've let us down and you know costed us a few games but probably in all I mean I'm definitely I'm I'm really I'm really happy with the starting pitching I that we have and I think we have a very good and competitive starting pitching that is definitely going to win us a lot of games um you just well, get like some I said, it's, <laughs> yes, yes. That's the part where if they're going to do anything before this trade deadline, it's going to have to be something with the hitting, you know, and then obviously with the uh, the injuries to the uh, bullpen, you know, maybe get a couple arms to help out. So some, you know, veteran arms, mm. uh, you know, that way we don't have any more like whole sand disasters and, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you know, and don't get me wrong, it's not all on coal sands. I mean, there's other guys who, would, you know, yeah. you know, who also yeah. made, you know, who also went out there and stunk it up. But, you know, those are the guys that we really do. We really want to go out there and rely on them every night. You know, those kind of guys. No, of course not. Um you know, uh, you know, people saw on Twitter the other day because the, the what game was it uh, that uh, Duran had to pitch or was asked to pitch two innings and we ended up losing on the, in the extra innings, um, be, mostly because of the uh, runner on second rule um, in extras. Yeah. Um, and uh, I saw some people complaining that uh, that they should stop uh, pitching Duran two innings at a time. And uh, I was like, uh, I can see your point. Because, <laughs> uh, no, we don't want to wear him out. But who in this 
current bullpen do you want out there more? <laughs> That's true. You know, I mean, really, who do you, who, you know, I don't know who was all available at that time, but I would like Most to people think because that... it was, the, it would have been the day after, uh, it would have been the game after um, the shutout by Lopez. So, That's... okay. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure, you know, obviously it was tied in that situation. So why not start out the, you know, start out with your best relief pitcher. Yeah. You know, and then hope that, the you know, and hope that, you know, your guys can get a run in. You know, that's to me, that was a smart move. I mean, it, maybe leaving him out there another inning. Yeah. Like you said, debatable. I mean, I he he had he you know, he when he was in the minors, you know, he pitched more than one inning a game. So, I mean, you know, he may not do it as much up here, you know, in the big leagues, but he definitely did down in minors and he should still have enough, you know, stamina to be able to pitch, you know, an inning and a half to two innings if he had to. So, yeah. Cause, you know, and like I said, I mean, I don't, you know, right now, you know, we don't have, we don't have your Caleb Field bars. We don't have Brock Stewart uh, because they're injured. Um, there's probably other guys uh so i mean and i we wouldn't have had whoever else was used in that game before that i don't remember um and uh i think emilio pagan came in after uh right after they took duran out uh in that game so and we know how emilio can go uh we've seen the good and the mostly bad with him do you really want him to be out there um, in a tie ball game? No. Uh, no. I trust him in low leverage situations, but that's a high leverage one. You got to put your got to put your best guy out there, and that's what that's what Rocco did, and uh, um, he's done it before, and it's worked out. It just didn't work out this time. Um, yeah, you know. And here's the other thing: if he would have put in Ed Julian. Now, what happens if you're in the same situation the next night? You're not going to have Duran or or Jax, or I meant I'm I meant Jax, not Julian. Um, but he pitched you know, that night too. So that, that anyway, yeah, yeah. So there you go. Then you're down to guys like. Then you're relying your next night on, you know, Lopez, Moran, Otegra, uh, Belzavic, You know. I think Hedrick was still down then too. So, I mean, you, the, there's where you're relying, you know, and then you're relying on those guys your next night, mm-hmm. you know, to keep, you know, if you run into the same situation. So yeah, it's just, it, it's to me, I think this bullpen right now, it's, it's tricky. It's, and I'm sure it's tough to figure out, okay, who do you want to use this night? Because if you use them tonight, you're not going to have them tomorrow. And how is that going to hurt us tomorrow night? You know, especially, you know, with all these injuries, it's, it's made it tougher. It's made it tough to plan things out. Yeah, exactly. You know, people, you know, they want, uh, you know, they immediately want guys fired and whatnot because they, and I, you know, I sit back and go, do you really think you could manage this team better? Because I don't. I'm quite confident I would be worse at the job than than uh, the guy who has it. 
no matter who it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or else, you know, you get these guys saying, oh, this guy, you know, he's terrible. Just, you know, they need to let him go. I'm like, okay, well, who's, who's you know, who's the next guy up? That you too. know, and sometimes people can't answer that question. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. it's like a football game. Everybody sits there and ridicule, ridicules the quarterback. Okay, yeah, he's bad. So they need to trade him or cut him or do something. Okay, okay, well, who's the next guy? <laughs> and they're like, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, right there. There's why they don't do it. They don't know who the next guy is. They ain't going to, yeah, you might as well keep, you're better off with what you have right now. <laughs> exactly. It's just silly how some of these, these, uh, armchair quarterbacks act you know um mm-hmm. but that's it's also it's just the way it goes um so so i guess you kind of mentioned what you want to see uh twins do uh, uh by the trade deadline just wondering how much of that you think is realistic like that that they'll but they'll go after anybody or because, uh, you know, they've, they're obviously pretty hesitant to even make changes like uh, getting getting rid of your Keplers and your Gallows and whatever else is would be considered dead weight on this team um, so far. So I just question whether they would really make all right i'm yeah. back gosh two yeah. weeks in a row that's happened yeah i know i don't well and it's the same person that's called me both times <laughs> <laughs> you gonna tell them not to <laughs> yeah well i gotta figure out how to put that option on where that don't disturb where it'll just go to my voicemail and not even ring so i think yeah that or i think if you put it on airplane mode oh. it'll um, it'll do that for you. Um, that I did not know. <laughs> I believe that's what that's for. Um, okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, so not sure how, what you heard, uh, laugh. I, about the gallows and the Keplers that, you know, dead okay. weight. That's about where we left off. Yeah. You know, I was just asking, you know, um, obviously we, we both believe they need to make some moves or tweaks or whatever for this, to this roster if they want to be legit contenders the rest of the year or make noise in the playoffs. Um, and you had mentioned, uh, some things you want to see, um, them do by the trade deadline. And, uh, I'm just wondering do you think they'll actually do any of that? <laughs> Cause they, uh, they haven't, they seem, they haven't seemed inclined to get rid of the dead weight of the, that's already on the want roster, uh, in your Keplers and your gallows and whoever else you want to think of. Um, and, uh, replace them with even guys from the system that, uh, that clearly seem like they deserve to be up here. Well, it's a kind of a tough question because, you know, we, we, 
I'm trying to think of how to answer it here. Okay. We know that Kepler, obviously, you know, we knew Kepler should have been traded at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no ands or its or buts about it. Um, I don't know what you can get for him right now other than, you know, maybe some low prospects or, you know, you're going to end up paying probably a, a good chunk of his contract. So, I mean, um, and I feel the it will be the same way, even if you throw Gallo out there, you know, but that's the problem is trying to find somebody who wants to take a shot at a guy, at a guy like him. Um, I just, it's what it's one of them things that I I'm trying to think of somebody right offhand that I think is tradable without hurt you know without that's worth that's worth something without hurting us mm-hmm. and it's kind of hard right now because you know you don't you don't want to trade you know I I would say if we had a healthy Polanco I think yeah. a Polanco would be a an actually a decent uh, trade chip. Okay, I can see that. Which, yeah, it's it's yeah. People are probably gonna be like, "What?" It's you know, <laughs> man. <laughs> I know. You got to give up. You, you know, sometimes you got to give up something good to get something good back. Exactly. Yep. You know, if you give up, if you give up a Gallo, you give up a Kepler you're going to get exactly what you get back. Like, you know, you don't want to give up a Michael, you don't want to give up Michael A. Taylor, you no. know, because, you know, obviously, you know, then, you know, unless you want to sit there and put Castro out there in center field, I don't mind him playing out there sometimes, but I don't like him out there every time. Right. Um, I like the police so, that going on with them. Yeah. You know, and then it's like, okay, well, we really don't have a, a lot of guys that, you know, that are in the club right now that we really want to trade away other than those, you know, the two dead weight. I mean, there's, we don't want to trade some of these really good guys. Now you're going to be looking at your prospects. I mean, who of our prospects, you know, would be worth trading away and, you know, getting an outfielder? Because I think that's what we would really need. We need some improvement in the outfield. Mm-hmm. The infield, you know, I'm okay with. You know, I'm all right with, you know, I just, I think, you know, obviously, you know, with Taylor not being a big hitter, but a good defensive player, and you got obviously the same out of Kepler and Gallo. I mean, right there, we need an outfield boost. Right. And, you know, people will say, well, you can't trade them. You just got to. Like Bullet and DFA, those guys, so you can bring up Wallner and Larnick. Um, and, you know, of course, us fans have been calling that for that for for months. <laughs> and, uh, but obviously, the front office seems hesitant to just do that because, uh, you know, probably for many reasons, most, I would think, mainly financial, because then you're you still have to pay the guys, even if they're mm-hmm. not on your team. Um, so then you're paying them to do nothing. Um, and so that's uh, – so I get the hesitation of wanting to do that, but at the same time, you know, if you want to 
you got to decide, are those two guys really your best shot at this, or is it time to get the kids up and give them their shot? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I totally agree. I mean, I think, you know, if, you know, we've already seen Walner, you know, and Larnick up, you know, we know what they can do. I mean, you, you know, Walner's is probably a smaller sample size because of the fact that he's been on such a hot streak. We haven't really, you know, seen him consistently enough up in the uh, big leagues to really see what the, you know, his downside is as far as, you know, when he kind of comes back to normal, I mean, what is he, is there consistency there or is it going to be, uh, you know, kind of an up and down, like, you know, like a Gallo or, or I shouldn't say, I'm not going to compare him to Gallo, I guess kind of an up and down like Kepler, like we saw, you know, in the Kansas city and series versus the Baltimore series. Um, you know, I, I think those two, you know, Larnick and Walner definitely deserve a chance. Um, I think they will part with, I would like to think that they should part with one of those guys, not both of uh, Gallo or Kepler. I think they'll hang on to one of them. Okay. So and if they decide to get rid of one or trade one, DFA one, whatever they got to do, I really think that they're going to, they'll, they'll get rid of one, but not the other. There's, okay. I just think there's, there's too much involved in trying to get, you know, do both of them. Mm-hmm. Unless you get a couple of desperate teams that you can trade them both, but I kind of doubt that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that there's teams desperate, desperate enough that they would, they would think, let's take a guy a shot on guys who barely crack two, 200 if they're batting average. Um, yeah. You know, um, and that's what, I mean, this is what I was worried about when I heard that they had signed Gallo is that, you know, we knew he's big, big on the one who will strike out a ton and, um, and whatnot. Uh, so, um, worried about him and Kepler being in the same lineup and, uh, just what that would cause and it's come to fruition, unfortunately. Um, trying to think here. Uh, but yeah, I I don't see them being able to get. I definitely don't think they'll just be able to get rid of both in a trade. I'd be shocked if they could pull that off. Um, even even if it is for nothing, uh, or what would be considered nothing. But I mean, they shocked us. Or, we didn't know it at the time necessarily, but we uh, pulled off a heist last or, or two uh, seasons ago when we got when we jettisoned uh, um, Nelson Cruz and got this guy named Joe Joe Ryan back. Um, that had no idea he would turn into uh, what he has um, for a. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just because the guy's not highly rated, yeah, going to turn out. That's the funny thing about uh, the minor leagues and uh, the draft and all that. It's a crapshoot, no matter really, no matter what sport you're in, but especially in baseball with how many players you're talking about. Um, so it's. 
you never know what you get. Um, but, and that's their, the expert's job to figure that out, of course. Um, we can just talk about it. Uh, and I guess to, uh, uh, I don't know if you had anything else. I just had some, maybe some news and notes around, from around the league that uh, I haven't mentioned yet. Um, but if you have anything else about our twins, you can, you can certainly say. Um, no, not necessarily. I mean, it's pretty set in stone with the, what the state of the twins are here right now. Um, definitely got to make some changes with this, uh, this hitting crew. Um, I'd like to, you know, they, I think they least need to bring in one, maybe two veteran arms from somewhere else to kind of help maintain this, uh, bullpen, you know, who's been okay. You know, it's, it's survived, but when it doesn't survive, it's, it, it's terrible. It's not great. Um, you know, like I said, it's, I think we'll, you know, with all that, I mean, I don't think this team really has anybody on, like I said, the 26 man squad that's worth trading away other than, you know, if we had a healthy Polanco, that would probably be a good blue chip to try and, you know, move, but for, to get somebody in, but other than that, I think any trade that we're going to make, it's probably going to cost us prospects. Yeah, and there's and yeah, Twins have got some good ones. I mean, they're they're not as heavy in the prospects they, as they were last year. Yeah, you know, because we got rid of a lot of good ones. You know, like in Spencer Steer and Edwin and, and Carcion Strand, and uh, I can't remember all the rest of them offhand. But you know, some of these other ones, you know, Chase Petty. You know, we've traded him away, and mm-hmm. I know there was another decent pitcher we traded away not long ago either last year or the year before, but I mean, we've kind of, we still have some good prospects there to trade away, but you really don't want to get rid of everybody. So it's no, it's a difficult balance there. (coughs) Kind of wondering if uh, maybe one guy they might consider trading. If, if anybody they've taken is a guy they just got for, uh, when they traded Jose Barrios in uh, uh, Austin Martin. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing where he's going to fit on this team now. Um, or not, one other guy I thought that is on the uh, 26-man roster right now um, that maybe a team would take a shot at um, would be uh, Jose Miranda. Uh He's on the team right now, but since he got results, he's not he's not really playing he's not playing every day. Uh, yeah. He hasn't been good enough to play. Um and I you know, and once once uh, uh Lewis is healthy again, he he'll be put back at third base and then what do you do with Miranda? You send him back down, or you want to try to even get something that that you can use on this team. Um, that's that's one. That's 
two of the guys I thought of just in the last few minutes. Yeah, and I actually think that's actually a very interesting point there because, like you mentioned with the you know with him at the third base situation, and even putting him at first base, you know even the first base situation with Miranda, mm-hmm. you've got Kirilov who is healthy yep. now, you know, knock on wood, mm-hmm. and who is producing and and been one of our producers, you know, in this lineup and you know, there's really no spot for him there either because, you know, on any off day or given day, another guy you're going to put over there is probably Solano. So, yeah, Yeah. right there, Miranda, I think, is a good, interesting possibility to be traded away, Um, you know, a a trade guy. Um, You know, Austin Martin, I am really high on that one. I just don't. I just don't see him coming into the or you know moving up moving anywhere in the organization unless we you know unless you know everybody gets hurt <laughs> you yeah. know um you know I got a couple other ones that you know may be surprising okay you know like you know like a Louis Varland okay yeah, I, could see I, mean, Louis, I could see Louis Varlin possibly, you know, they're like, okay, well, my eight is fine now, but if, you know, if you want to get a guy in here now who can, you know, who can help this team out, you're going to give up guys, you're going to give up your future. And I know Louis Varlin is a future guy, you know, for this team. I mean, yeah, he's been up here, you know, when my was hurt, he filled in just fine. Um, You know, we sent him back down, but you know, He's played just enough that I'm sure teams take a look at him. They might be very interested. Yeah, I could see that. Um, you know, Twins' hesitation on that would only be that, you know, going is that uh, is going to be a free agent at the end of the year, and they'd have to decide if they want to bring him back um, when he's now – in his mid thirties or, or, and then if they don't, who steps in there? If, uh, Barlin's gone, um, would that be, uh, would that be, who's the next man up? Is it Simeon Wood Richardson or is it somebody, is, is it somebody I'm not thinking of right now? Um, um, yeah, because I think that's when you start getting down to your, um, uh, you give the Mr. Randy Dobnek one more shot, or <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I was gonna say the Dobnecks, the Sanchez's. Um, uh, I want to say Stashak, but I don't think Stashak's with the team anymore. No, he's not in there. No, 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 that I must have been thinking of Dobnek, but yeah, it's you know, and that role used to be that one of them roles, you know, used to be a Jordan Belzovic. You know, yep. but right now he's he's been your bullpen. You you know, right? It's, it's a chess game. <laughs> you know, you, you don't know. It's you know until it comes up. You you know you got to look at all aspects of if we make this move, how does it affect this, this, and this? You know, I mean, yep. are the Twins right now more worried about their future, or are they more worried about you know this season? So that's, you know, on whether they want to trade, you know, trade away these guys or keep them for next year. And, you know, it's, I don't know. Do you, do you listen to, uh, uh, Judd Zulget and 
Phil Mackey at all. Um, they're two guys who have their have a radio show down in the or podcast, and that they uh, call it the Mackey and Judd Show. And uh, uh, every now and then, uh, Judd Zolgab will go on Twitter and do a video, and he did today, and he's advocating for the Twins to to be sellers at the deadline at this point. Mm. He doesn't think that, you know, even though they could win the division, he doesn't see them as being legit contenders for anything in the playoffs, so why not just blow it up and start start look towards next year? Um, okay. Well, I mean, I mean you, there, you can do that, but then all of a sudden, you're then you're trading away your pitching staff that's pretty much been saving you all season. You know, you're trading away Sonny Gray. Yeah. You know, you're, uh, you know, then you might as well, maybe somebody would, you know, maybe get something from Maeda, you know, if you decide to go that route. I mean, I, then I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I still think they're, I think they're buyers. I mean, he's, yeah, he's advocating that, you know, they're not, he doesn't, believe they're going to make any noise in the playoffs anyway. So, um, he's just like, just trade away the guys who are pending free agents and get what you can for them, which I, you know, I'm, I, I see his point, but I, as a fan, I don't want to go there. I want, I, I want to, I don't want to just punt or uh, give up on the season when it's so the at least the division is so winnable. Um, I know we want higher aspirations than in the division, but you got to win the division to get to the playoffs. If, um, but at least in our case, because it's such a bad division. Um, yeah, then that's one of the hardest things about being a baseball fan and watching your team is mm-hmm. you're. You know, when your team is good, it's exciting, it's great. When your team is bad, okay, you know, we're not good. We know what to expect. But when you're in this situation that the Twins are in, like any other club, you know, whether they got to decide what they're doing, I think it's harder being a fan of a team that, you know, decides to sell. You know, because now you're watching, you know, a team that – maybe could have went went for it maybe could not have and you know they decided to sell pieces away and and it's hard to watch those pieces get sold you know taken away exactly that's yeah so um yeah it is so it'll be very interesting to see what the uh front office does um and uh you know, there's also people out there um, wanting some, at least in this, they want, if they, if it was up to them, two guys would be fired from the coaching staff. They, they of course, from day one, people, uh, or it feels like from day one, probably hasn't been, but uh, they want, they'd like to see a lot you, you hear the people out there who would want to see Rocco and 
fired, and then there's now there's people who want to see hitting coach uh, David Popkins fired, um, and you know I I get the Popkins thing a little more than I get Rocco, but at the same time, does does firing the hitting coach or any coach mid season how much of a difference is that going to make? Um, you know, it's still the same players, you know? Yeah. Um, and you can't play the hitting players. So, <laughs> yeah, the hitting coach, the hitting coach part makes a lot of sense for me. Okay. Um, you know, letting go of the hitting coach. Um, as far as Rocco, I mean, are you okay? Here's the thing. Are you fire? I mean, are you firing Rocco? Because you know, you got to ask yourself yeah. your reason for firing Rocco because you got to make sure it's the right reason. Right. I mean, are you just firing him just because the twins aren't winning games? Well, then that isn't necessarily his fault. Some right. of it may be in his, in his managing of games. I get it. Mm-hmm. But he also did not, he's not the one that built this team that's on the field right now. No, you know, that's, that's higher up. So, right. so, you, then know, you, so you gotta ask, do you want to fire Falvey and Levine? Exactly. <laughs> that's somebody else. Yeah. So, huh. you know, I think for what Rocco has right now, as far as the, you know, what has been put in front of him and what, Everybody, you know, expected, you know, there was some people who kind of knew this Twins team was not going to be, it was going to be an average team. They weren't get, you know, if you looked at all the, the uh, predictions there, I don't, I don't think I ever heard one prediction for the Twins ever winning more than 88 games. Yeah. And I, I think maybe only one or two of the, uh, so-called experts and whatnot may have picked the twins to win the division. Um, maybe, uh, mm-hmm. but because mo- most of them thought it would be Cleveland or the white Sox. Um, yeah. And, uh, so, um, yeah. But yeah. So you can't necessarily fire to me. And this is just what he, this is what he's dealt with. And I think he's dealt for the most part, I think he is, he's done all right. You know, I'm not saying he's done really awesome with what he's been dealt with. And I'm not saying he's done really bad. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. he's basically average, you know, he's, he's done what he's needed to do mm-hmm. with the club that's been given to him. Right. I mean, he's done great with the pitching, you know, he's left him in there. He's left him in longer than he ever did with pitchers last year. Yes, and exactly. you know you can question that, but you remember the archers and the Bundys. That's why you know he a lot of them pitchers didn't go over a lot, but exactly. he's handled that really well. Um, mm-hmm. You can throw a few question marks at his choices, you know, in relief roles. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as far and then with this lineup, you know, you could sit and be mad at him about this lineup, but look at, look at the guys they got. They don't have a true number one. They don't have a true leadoff hitter. No. So you're going to do anything and everything you can to say, okay, let's try this. Let's see if this works. Well, that didn't work. Okay. Well, let's maybe do this and this, you know, 
Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. you know, he's trying everything he can to find some type of rhythm, you know, something that'll help this team produce and, you know, start winning some ball games with their bats and not having to rely on the pitching all the time. And yeah. it's, it's not easy when you've got a team that has guys like, you know, Gallo and, you know, and some of the other guys that are struggling, you know, with strikeouts and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I totally agree. There's like, what's, but, and then as, as far as hitting coach David Hopkins goes, um, like I said, I can see firing him uh, more than I can Rocco, but at the same time, you know, he wasn't in charge of what hitters he was given um, to work with. Um, I don't know, and maybe, you know, maybe his hitting philosophy is partly to blame. Uh, for the struggles, but I think it's also just the strengths and weaknesses of the the guys in the lineup um, maybe oddly match too much. Like you know, we've mm-hmm. we've been talking about it. A lot of swing and miss guys. We need we need more guys who make contact um, and less guys who who are trying to hit home runs. Every time, um, you know. Yeah, and that's part yeah. of it. Yeah. Is so two things that two things in my opinion, yeah. is what what's got to happen when you're a coach. Mm-hmm. Either you have to, either you have to try and make a lineup that fits your philosophy, mm-hmm. or you got to change your philosophy that fits that lineup. Yeah, and right it. now that is that is not it's exactly what's not happening. You got two different idea, you know, you got one idea versus, you know, one philosophy versus what this line what this lineup is built to do and neither, you know, it's not meshing. You know, he's yeah. asking them to do things that this lineup probably is is not built to do. It sure seems that way. And mm-hmm. and they're uh Guys who are just straight under underperforming, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, not only the guys we've harped on this whole hour, <laughs> but uh, yeah. like uh, uh, Christian Vasquez, he's one example of a guy who's not hit nearly what I was expecting. So I think, um, you know, I'm not saying he was a, a great hitter or anything, but I, I thought he would been doing better than you have um that's that's one um Kyle Farmer's struggled a lot lately um um you know obviously Jose Miranda something something bad wrong there uh as far as when he's in with the major league club seemed like he did okay in his latest triple A, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's guys having down years or again, just not, um, 
personnel that matches the philosophies um, of the coaching staff in the hitting department. Uh, it seems what's what's plaguing them, and uh, hopefully they figure out a way to make some changes. I know there's people out there uh, calling for the Twins to make a trade for uh, a, a guy like a Paul Goldschmidt. Um, I don't know if you've heard that one. Um, uh, yeah. oh, I, I see it almost every day on Twitter. And they're like, well, that's great, but who do you think the Cardinals are going to want for that guy? <laughs> and uh, then, because they're not going to take both, you know, I've seen people like trade them both, Gallo and Kepler. I'm like, they're not going to want that. No, they would. Who might end up in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, you know, and another thing, Goldschmidt's an older guy, too. So, I, I know. Mean, and he, I, and I'm not saying that doesn't help. Or that those two guys, those two guys wouldn't even make a dent in that trade. Yeah. Um, no, you're, you're talking about trading multiple prospects. And you're, you're talking about trading young talent, you know, that's probably already with the team, you know, right now, you know, like I'm sure it would cost a, a Royce Lewis, you know, it could cost you a, you know, a Brooks Lee, you know, it might be Kirilov, you know, I mean, it, it's, trust me, I made the comment, you know, just a little while ago, if you want a good player, you got to give up good things or good Mm -hmm. items to get that good player. Yeah, yeah. They you don't get you don't get uh, diamonds for garbage. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so yeah. I mean, yeah. If they will take Gallo and Kepler, great. I'll sign up for that right now. But they they're not gonna. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, the Cardinals know what they're doing, despite their struggles this year. That that organization has been the epitome of uh, consistent um, pretty much my whole life. Um, you know, so, yeah, it just, some of these things I see just blow me away. Um, then I, I guess on to the, uh, the league news. Um, uh, one that's kind of sort of wins related just because he, Played for the Twins for a couple years there. Um, uh, Nelly Cruz is no longer a San Diego Padre. He was designated for assignment. Um, this, like, I believe it was like Tuesday or Wednesday of this week, and um, yep. and so um, he's he's got to be out there free to sign with anybody who wants him. Uh, so, um, and I, you know, I was a little surprised. I mean, I know he's not having a great season, but he's also in a platoon DH situation there with Matt Carpenter. So I'm wondering if that played anything to do with his production this year. Um, it being not, not as good as it normally would be. Or if finally Father Time is catching up with him, um, he is—he's my age, huh, forty. 
40. Well, he's older. He's actually 43. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be a combination of father time and, you know, and he uh, is, you know, like I said, he's batting well below what he normally does, Mm -hmm. you know, or what we have seen with him in his career. And it's, and it's a DH position. And I know that he wasn't making a lot of money. So it might've been just a pretty easy decision for them to just say, Hey, you know, this isn't working out like we thought it would. And so we would like to, you know, move on from this. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm, am I, I'm a little surprised that he hasn't really been looked at, but you know, like I said, I, I would think there may be somebody, you know, like the Braves. <laughs> Why not? Why, you know, Ooh. I don't know if it Braves have anybody, has anybody on their team struggling, but, Ooh, you know, I think that would be, I know I probably doubt it too, but <laughs> I think that would be awesome if the Braves, you know, because the Braves are known for doing that. They're known to pick up these guys who, you know, who look like they are pretty much on their last leg and they make something out of them. You know, like, you know, Eddie Rosario and, uh, uh, no, they did. And then, uh, or, uh, Arcia who used to play with that Arcia who used to play with the Brewers. Oh yeah. Uh, Not Orlando. That was his plan. I'm his brother. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't remember. But anyways, yeah, you know, guys like that, you know, they're used to picking up these guys who, you know, and all of a sudden it might spark a little something out of them. But, you know, at 43 years old, I don't know if you're going to get much more, too many more sparks out of uh, Cruz. So I just hope personally that he doesn't end up on a a terrible team Um, (laughs) just because play out the rest of your career on a team that has no shot that would that would stink um yeah i don't know if i wonder if maybe a, a team i you know i haven't studied it to know if there's anybody who needs a a dh or maybe a like the ultimate pinch hitter um like a maybe a trying to think of contenders like a Texas or something, um, which would be kind of a cool return for him to go see if the Rangers were uh, interested at all because it's kind of where he made his best mark in the, major, in the majors was when he was traded to the Rangers. Um, mm-hmm. um, so we'll see what happens to Nelly there. Um we wish him luck. I know our, our girl we follow on Twitter, who uh, we mentioned her before, because she got to meet Nelly when he, when uh, the Padres came through the Twin Cities for a series. Uh, and she, she's her favorite player. I know Shayla's sad to see this, um, but he doesn't have a team, and she's she's begging the, the Twins pick him up. <laughs> as a, but I think he even recognizes that, um, not necessarily to play, but to coach. <laughs> he would, he would love that, and I don't, you know, uh, 
I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I think now I don't even know. I don't know that Nelly would be one to quit and retire in the middle of a season unless he's hurt and can't play anymore. Um, you know, um, I don't think his performance is so embarrassing to him that he's like, I quit. You know, I don't think no, no, he's been in this, he's been around way too long and, you know, and there's other things that could happen. I mean, if he, I'm, I'm assuming he's cleared waivers by now. Um, yeah. So there might be some team that has an injury or, you know, maybe wants to, you know, or maybe has a a situation where they need a designated hitter and, you know, they might want to take a shot at him. Just give him a, you know, see what he does. you know, I mean, I, I, yeah, exactly. For a very cheap price. I mean, I think, you know, I, and we might see him hit the field maybe one more time this year with somebody. So if not, well, yeah. I gotta believe somebody. I just, like I said, I hope it's not a team like the, the A's or the Royals <laughs> or something. I think, I, I wonder if, uh, you know, if, if that happened, if he, at his age, be like, you know what? Uh, I think I'll just go home. <laughs> well, I'm surprised he didn't do that last year with Washington. Yeah, I guess he just was. I think, well, I think maybe people thought Washington would be better than they were, uh, and uh, and B, he wasn't obviously wasn't ready to. Uh, quit hence why you came back this year um so and you can't tell a guy if you know he has to convince himself when it's time to put down the cleats um so um either that or he either has to convince himself when it's time to be done playing or uh just nobody signs him and then that's the signal to him like oh i guess i'm done um yeah so we'll see and then one that happened this morning um kind of sort of surprised until i looked at his numbers uh amir garrett uh closer reliever closer i'm not sure exactly what his role is with the uh uh, Kansas City Royals, he was designated for assignment today. And I was surprised at first, but then I saw, you know, I know he's struggled the last couple of years, and uh, his uh, numbers didn't look too terrible this year until you break down, like, I guess he's walking a lot of guys still. Yeah. And uh, so that seems to be the reason behind that. I know... Yeah, because I think on, they were gonna Brandon Warren on that was a Twitter. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, Brandon Warren. I believe he's the host of Locked On Twins now. And he sounds like he would want the Twins to go after him, and I'm like, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was gonna get at. You know, I think I think the Royals were gonna try and shop him around. But being the fact that they just DFA'd him kind of already tells me that they're probably not getting a lot of interest in him. Um, you know, he had a pretty decent career in Cincinnati. 
Yep. And then obviously, you know, he had, uh, I think, I think his 2021 season was pretty, was pretty awful or, you know, with the Reds. And then I think he just, he found his way to Kansas city last year and mm-hmm. he just hasn't been the same pitcher. So, um, but yeah, I don't think that's a guy that the twins are going to go after. So. Right. And personally, I don't know if it's just performance related that they wouldn't go after me. I, I know he's had in in the past um, couple of on-field incidents that I'm wondering <laughs> if uh, the Twins would be like, oh, I think we're going to stay away from that guy. The rather famous one is when he he charged the Pittsburgh Pirates dugout basically by himself. He was ready yeah. to take on 25 guys by himself. Yeah. I don't do you do you remember that one? Yep, I do remember that. So <laughs> yeah, I mean he he's a big guy, but yeah, <laughs> I don't twenty five on one street about this dude. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I I I've seen him in a couple of his couple of times like that where he isn't too bright, but um no, like I said, I just don't think he's I just don't think anybody's going to, I mean, there might be a team that'll maybe pick up on him, you know, to kind of help finish the season, but a team that's in a playoff hunt right now, I I really have a hard time seeing them going after him unless they see something different, but obviously the, the Royals were not going to get nothing for him. So it was kind of an easy decision just to say, well, we're going to let him go versus, you know, getting nothing for him. So, yeah. Yeah. I, that that's just something that that uh, I saw. Thought I'd throw it in there. Um, other than that, uh, like we said, Twins, like everybody, off this week because of the All Star festivities. Uh, home Run Derby is tomorrow night. Uh, twins don't have a participant. Um, then the actual All Star game is. Tuesday, and then not sure why they give us two more days off, but they always have, traditionally they always have the day after the All Star game off, so teams can get to their next destination. Um, but now they've thrown in the last few years they've thrown in a second day to do that um, for some reason, and so play will resume on Friday, and they're going to be in Oakland to play that. The athletics um, for the first time this year. And then they follow that up with the uh, Seattle Mariners. Um, and we discussed it last week that after this uh, Orioles series, the Twins' schedule for the rest of July looks very favorable um, if they can pull their heads out of their butts and play, play well. They should be able to make a big move because none of the teams they're playing are above 500 the rest of this month. So, yeah. Um, yeah. With Oakland coming up, I mean, we, yeah. Oakland, we know what they are. They're the worst, you know, they're the worst team in, you know, in baseball, but they're still a MLB team and, you know, they can still come out and get a few games. You know, they've done it earlier this year. They've, I know they've won a series or two this season, um, 
you know, even so don't, you know, don't let the, the guys on, on Oakland who you never heard of pretty much most of them, you know, fool you. Um, Seattle, Seattle's kind of been dropping off. Um, I'm kind of looking at their starting schedule here and, um, I know they got to face a guy I've never heard of him in the name of Brian Wu in their first game. And then, um, and there's another guy that some twins fans will all be familiar with. And I think he just recently signed with them. Um, Tommy Malone. Oh, we'll be making a start. (laughs) I thought I saw he was DFA. Sounds like he's with Seattle now. No, I thought that's who DFA'd him, but maybe. Uh, maybe. But, I'll check it out, but uh, I don't know. I'm just going by what Fangraph has. They could be a day behind, too. But uh, um, but either way, um, yeah, they've – they're. I thought they would be much better than they've been. That's a, mm-hmm. one of those teams that uh, would be much better than they've been. Um I don't know at this point if you would want to look at that. Probably not, but uh, we've been because we've been going for a while now. But we could have reviewed uh, our uh, uh, our predictions at the beginning of the year and seen where we're at. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. I, I'm not. I know. I got the Cardinals severely wrong. I think we both did. Yeah, um, uh, we. I think everybody did. And. Uh, um. You were more on the Diamondbacks than I was, definitely. Because <laughs> um, they're in first place, I believe. And uh, um, just going off the top of my head, I know I thought Seattle would be better than they have turned out to be so far. Those are the ones that are thick in my head um, where I was wrong. <laughs> so. so. Yeah, no, I guess it says right here that uh, Tommy Malone's waiver is pending. So oh. I don't know. They haven't. Sh- so it, it does show that he's that he is been DFA'd, but it doesn't say they haven't changed their starting schedule. So, but if that's the case, I'm sure that'll. I'm sure their starter will change that day too. Yeah, they'll they'll update that as soon as they can. Um, and uh, so, with that, I think we can wrap this up. Uh, we won't. About the only thing we'll have to talk about next week is the A's series, um, unless any type of news happens over the All Star break. Which, if it is, usually that's a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. If the news happens and there's not a game going on. <laughs> Uh, but so hopefully that we can oh I guess one more thing I just thought of uh, if you like sentimental stories you should congratulate uh, former twin Brent Rooker on making the all-star team this year um, oh yeah because that guy you know twins were you know a lot of people thought he'd be uh, a good power hitter for the twins and for one reason or another I don't know that he really got a fair fair chance to become that here and uh, so to see him finally get a chance somewhere 
and make an all-star team. That's pretty cool. So, um, so good. congrats to him. Uh, I think we can wrap this up, and we will see you all and talk to you all next week. All right. Have a good week, everyone. All right. Thank you for listening to the Twins Nation podcast. You can follow the show on Facebook and on Twitter. On Facebook, just search for Twins Nation podcast. On Twitter, we're at, at Twins Nation pod. And Joe is at Big Joe Gun.